This week on Invasion of the Podcast, stay tuned after the show for our six end credit sequences. We talk about Mystery Science Theater 3000, while two smaller silhouette versions of ourselves make fun of ourselves. And we finally get off the wheel of death with Robot Overlords. And I have questions for Joe, hundreds of them. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of Earth, attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome to Invasion of the Podcast, our 100th asterisk episode, because yeah. technically... Technically, it's 101, because yeah, you know, we did so. we did zero, episode zero. Yeah, but... Because but, we know, wanted it like a patient zero type effect. Yeah, we wanted to be like, if this... Like, if, if you go back and listen to that first episode, you're infected. Yeah, and Joe had this really bad infection where you could barely hear him in that first episode, so yeah. go back and listen to that. So yeah, it's our 100th episode. I am Paul... God damn, it's been 100 episodes, Stedman, and to my left is Joe. God damn, Paul, it's been 100 episodes, Peters. <laughs> um, yeah, triple digits. Uh, now all we got to do is break into quadruple digits. That's true, and also find a syndication deal. Right, because I think <laughs> if, if we're... If we're still doing this by the time we hit a thousand and we're not syndicated, we're doing something really wrong. Like, um, I want this to be playing like in the afternoon when kids get home from school, right. like on the TV. I don't know <laughs> like, how that would work. Like the Disney afternoon, yeah. kids. It's the invasion of the podcast afternoon. Yeah, I think uh, some of the really big podcasts aren't even into the thousands, are they? Um, I'm, yeah, some are. Like, there's some that do daily shows. Oh, like, uh, okay. Like, there's one I listen to that. Well, they're, that they're like around like like eleven hundred like weekly shows. Like, I know Nerdist is at eight hundred, nine hundred. They're, yeah. getting, they're getting up there, but they've been going for a couple, well, quite a few. And he also has like he like Chris Hardwick could be like, oh hey, famous person, I love hanging out with. You want to talk for forty five minutes? Exactly. I'll save this podcast for later. Yeah. And he has like so much already locked and loaded. It's crazy. Mm. Yeah. Um, like our our uh, uh, Ian at Talk Without Rhythm, he just hit three sixty five, and he's been doing it for seven years. Wow, and it's like that's that's crazy. So congratulations to him, of course. And if you yeah. guys check out his amazing podcast, hopefully the, he did a nice like year. Like it would be funny if he did like a year in review, and it was like his three hundred sixty fifth episode. <laughs> well, no, he said that like someone had mentioned it to him because it didn't occur to him that you know, you could listen to one of his episodes per day for per a whole day. year. He's like, I wouldn't recommend it, but you could. Yeah. So like you guys, you know, if you want to have a solid three months, you you, know, you can listen to us once and then rotate it. So you get a good. You can listen to each episode almost four times. Yeah, not that again. Not that we'd recommend it, but if you could, that'd be awesome. Hopefully, you guys have been listening this long because I feel like if you jumped in midpoint, there's a lot of catching up to do. It's true. And then also next week marks our two year anniversary. So oh yeah, yeah. Oh god, that's right. Because yeah. I always forget that it centers around Free Comic Book Day. Yeah, and well, the funny thing about it too is like if you think about it, technically, we like, if we had not skipped a week, we'd be like what. 104 episodes? I don't know, 104, 106. Yeah, yeah so, we that, skipped, so it shows that we've, we've only all, skipped three. We've only skipped a couple weeks, yeah. yeah, which technically one week was last week. But yeah. um, stuff comes up, and it's still pretty impressive that we've only missed a couple weeks in two years. Yeah, and we've managed to not kill each other yeah. and find fun things to talk about yep. and not kill each other. 
and I'm impressed, um, honestly, with the not killing each other. There's a lot of <laughs> no. There's a lot of people that they start bands and things, and then like after like seven months, they're just like, man, I hate the drummer. He's he's such a jerk. He's, I'm out of here. You guys <laughs> don't appreciate my talent. I'm gonna take it elsewhere. I was really worried, Steve, when we brought him in. He'd become the Yoko Ono of the invasion, <laughs> and he would just. I'd be like, no, 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 Steve gets me, and then all of a sudden, I'd just be hanging out with yeah. Steve and be like, oh, Joe, it's okay. We recorded half the podcast already. You could do half yourself. But what? Just, we walk out of the studio, <laughs> leave. Yeah, arm in arm. I don't yeah, know why. You just, you just want to voicemail me like five minutes of just I don't know talking about Spider man i don't care yeah we're doing some experimental stuff this time we'll see how it goes now um i i um not to get wistful or like you know oh my goodness it's only been two years and we've been doing this like once a week um i do want to say i appreciate it because i know there's times where we we piss each other off and we get each other's nerves um but i don't know anybody else uh that would that still would be we're going to do this or we're going to have fun doing it even with the frustrating bits the fun is still more fun than the frustration. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go into behind the scenes. We could, but yeah, there's, there's some behind the scenes stuff where we're just like, no, there's been times where Paul has suggested something and it's, it's usually something I have to watch. And I'll just be like, no, <laughs> and there's, like, there's been times where come I've, on. No, I've, I've like, ended up at Joe's no. place with a boom box above my head playing yeah. in your eyes and I have but, to convince Joe to come back out and podcast. But the good thing is, is even when we do have like a spat or something like where I'm just kind of like, eh, eh. Uh, when we sit down in front of the mics, I, I always have a good time. It doesn't yeah. matter like what happened like five minutes ago or like a, three days ago or whatever. As soon as we start recording, we have a good time. Yeah. So, and uh, we thank you guys for, for yeah. putting up with us too. Um, and I, you know, I'm just going to say this here at the beginning of the show. Uh, you know, with this going into year three, us breaking triple digits. Um, if you guys just do us a kindness, if you like what you hear, just just tell somebody and, and share it on the social medias because we try our best and we do a good job. Like Tim does a lot for us on our yeah. Facebook page. We appreciate that. Mary's been posting some things sometimes like stealthily. Like she posted that stealthily. video a couple weeks ago of the kittens wrestling in the wrestling ring. Yeah. And I just I thought that was Tim because it's wrestling. She's like, no, I thought it was funny. I'm like, <laughs> that's awesome because people people like that stuff. Right. So we do get some help, but it's like it just if you guys could, if you like it, just let people know. We gotta get a we gotta get a footprint. Because yeah, we, we gotta we gotta take over the world one listener at a time. And that's like I mean that's if we don't do that, then our invasion has failed. We're trying know? to do it nonviolently, so we're just it's gonna get violent. Yeah, it's gonna we're, get violent. Yeah, we're just trying to give you we're just trying to give you a chance. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah. uh. Real quick, not real quick, but let like quick, let's run over like what did you do last weekend? because oh. I know we always try to recap our weekends, yeah. and we have two so. weekends. I'm just gonna come right off the rip. I didn't do anything. Well, okay, like like Invasion Joe and, and, out, and out of Invasion Joe, you know Joe is you know you're you're training and doing things, and I'm sure everyday training, learning things is it saps your brain. So oh yeah, that's it. You know like. Uh, and for me, like, you know, my uh, real Paul is, is constantly being, you know, shaking my fist at work with the things that do not because work's bad. Just it's a challenging work. Uh, so it does sap my brain, too. Um, I uh, went to Cinema Wasteland two weekends ago. That's in Strongsville, Ohio. It's a a um, memorabilia uh, cinema like convention. They, they celebrate like a lot of I don't want to say B movies, but that is there, too. But there's a lot of exploitation, French cinema, horror movies like think of like. The lower shelves, not not the back room, but the lower shelves of the horror section of the yeah. video store. I want to say cult movies, yeah, probably. Like I feel like it had you have to be in that niche to like. There's a very big niche crowd for that. Yeah, and, and so uh, this year they did the was the 50th anniversary of Night of the Living Dead, 
that was their big focal point. And they actually had a lot of the cast come in. And so it was interesting because I was volunteering with, with uh, my wife, Mary, to, to work one of the doors and make sure people were, you know, getting in, <laughs> you know, fair without like, you know, sneaking in. Yeah. Um, like, what would I, would I stop him? I don't know. I like, I'd be like, Oh, you don't have an arm. Oh, I guess he got away. Like, you know, I wouldn't really, they didn't give me like a taser or a nightstick yeah. or anything. So like, I wasn't about to get bit. Yeah. That guy looked like know. he was going to bite me. Yeah, you could probably. Were there a lot of zombie people? There was a couple dressed up zombies. But um, what's her name? Judith O'Day, who played uh, Barbara. Barbara. Uh, She was there. She doesn't do a lot of these. Yeah. And she walked by and showed us her like a little staff um, lanyard that she had on. And I want to be like, you don't have to show that to us, Barbara. It's like you know, just get in there. They're coming to get you anyway. You know, just it was this really nice, this little sweet moment. Any, 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 un, not, I want to say unnecessary, but did, how many people hit her with, they were coming to get you? I have no idea. I, uh, I didn't say it to her because it's like, you know, I'm sure everyone says it. It's like, it was her, she was there. Um, there was the, if you remember in the movie, there was the couple that was in the basement that, um, no, actually it was the younger couple that was in the movie, in the movie that, um, the girl ended up in the, the truck. The kids that were blew in the up. basement. Yeah. The family, the daughter that yeah. was in the basement, but there was, uh, another young couple and the one girl ended up in the truck that got blown up when they tried to escape, she was there. And then also the, the girl, the little girl, she was there as well. So you had the three main, main females that were in the movie that were there. So that's kind of a big deal. So that was, that was cool. Um, you know, I just got to wander around and you know, just, you wander by hotel rooms, people offer you drinks, you either take them or you don't. Uh, it's just, it's a good time. That sounds so bad. It does sound bad, but you know, it's free drinks, you know? Right. So, um, this will make like the fourth show in a row that I've not paid for a drink. That's my goal. Every time I go is like, I'm not paying for a drink. And everyone's like, have some, I'm like, that's right. You know? So yeah. uh, it was good. I bought stuff. I bought I I don't normally buy a lot of stuff there because it's like, it's not usually my scene. Um, I did buy a bootleg copy of rad another one. Cause that movie's awesome. <laughs> that movie's rad. Uh, bootleg copy of um, Runaway, the Tom Selleck movie with the l- robots. Yeah, um, that's awesome with Gene Simmons. It's not a great movie, but I own it now. Um, and I bought some Twilight Zone stuff for my other show, like these awesome books that are full of information that makes me sound like I know what I'm talking about now. So that's helpful. It was just a good time. It was a yeah. good time. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, but real quick, just to mention, I did go to the Capitol Theater. Had their their uh, Cleveland Science is it Cleveland Science or Natural History Museum. They do something like once a month on a Wednesday where they show a movie and have people come talk. Yeah. Um, they showed the Creature from Black Lagoon, 1955, in 3D, and they had paleontologists there talking after the movie. Cool. Um, yeah, I just want to say this. What did they do last time? I know they've done a couple They've of done those. Jurassic Park. They've done they Raiders, did Jurassic of Lost, Park. Raiders of Lost Ark. Um, I think that's probably my second favorite 3D experience I've ever had in the theater. Huh. First being Tron uh, Legacy, just because that movie was so cool to see in the theater, but... I did not know how black and white 3D would look because it's not with the red and blue glasses like you assume. It's more of the technology is actually very modern, similar to modern technology today of having the one lens where the lines like the light goes horizontal and the light goes vertical, how it's supposed to kind of do that difference with the left and right eye. Mm. It was just it was really the the print was clean. I'm sure it's like Blu-ray or whatever, you know, but it was it was really, really, really pretty. And I, I, I enjoyed it. So but yeah, anyway, just bunch of just running around watching movies horror movies everything that's all i've been doing cool that's it yeah playing video games sometimes i did yard work (laughs) i know i'm sorry i did play video games but that's nothing new like i play here's the storm like it's my job sometimes but um yeah yeah for the weekend (laughs) all right let's just jump right into the news i'm sorry yes 12 minutes later
everyone. Lots of good news. I mean, it's been two weeks, so we definitely. Oh well, there is sad news. Charlie Murphy passed away. That was sad. Oh. I had to, yeah, I had to ruin it. Yeah. At least we got it out of the way right away. Yeah, it's just, I know. Like somebody, where was I? I think I was going to the Indians game, and somebody was like, "Yeah, Charlie Murphy passed away." I'm like, "No." Like I didn't even realize how like he had leukemia. No, I didn't know either. Yeah. Know? So. I like that Mickey Free has went on to various sources and, and confirmed a majority of that story about the Prince happening with the basketball and everything. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, it's pretty much as he told it. I, I think that's that is beautiful to me. Well, I thought somebody posted a picture online that somebody took where it was like it was like Charlie Murphy was laying on a court somewhere, an outdoor court, just like laying on the ground, like, you know, kind of tired from the game. And like Prince was standing there next to him. Like it was like <laughs> it was the game, supposedly, because uh, like the photo was like really old, like it was almost like a Polaroid or something. Anyway, anyway. Um, but yeah, Charlie Murphy and Prince can finally finish out whatever games they need to and eat as many pancakes as they like. Yes. So we'll miss you, Charlie Murphy. Um, so good news uh, tying into the uh, the intro. So. We just kind of read that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is going to have a whopping five end credit sequences. Uh, everybody's been kind of used to the one, maybe the two every once in a while. Well, and I'm, sometimes I'm there's three, isn't there? Like, I don't know. I, I want to know what they consider end sequences. You know what I mean? Because I feel like sometimes the parts of the credits that they sneak in aren't really end sequences you know what it's i mean it's the end of the movie it's the end of the movie yeah. you know what i mean like uh like like lord of the rings had like a bunch of end sequences but they were 45 minutes long yeah so i remember watching return of the king be like oh the eagles are oh it's not over and oh, oh they're back oh, in oh, oh it's not over oh they're getting oh. on the boats they're gonna it's not over like the, the lord of the rings feels a lot like um that that <clears> game <throat> that they played in rick and morty where the, he played uh what was the name roy of the, roy yeah where it's like you just you just become someone else's life yeah. for the eternity and that's it i was like are we starting a whole nother movie like <laughs> should i get up and go to the bathroom <laughs> like like all of a sudden you see the lord of the rings credits begin again you're like oh no what yeah. happened you know uh now i feel like i um, feel like james gunn is like setting this up for a joke i have a feeling that I feel like this is going to go twenty two Jump Street style, where there's going to be okay. some like some jokey. I would I would like to some, see that. some jokey bits in the credits, and then obviously you have to tease um, Infinity War. You know, yeah. I would think that you would tease that, or, or maybe well, maybe Black Panther. He further. said, "Well, he said that they they weren't going to touch on any Infinity stuff in this." Well, yeah, but but why not have the credits? Right, I would. Thanos I has would, always kind of shown up there. Would think, yeah, yeah. Um, but five, but five, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm <laughs> sure Warner Brothers is like, oh, what, what? We could do eight. For movies no right. one wants to watch. Yeah. You know. All right. So, um, and James Gunn said he's going to come back and do three, part three. Yeah. So, I, I know he was good. on the bubble about that. And I mean, do we, like, as we'll talk about Guardians more as it's coming up, but yeah. like, I feel like this is a movie. It, it, it was, I don't know if it was ever planned for a trilogy, but I, and I, I hope this movie is standalone enough that it isn't supposed to be like the hinge into the third movie. I hope that doesn't do that. Yeah. Um, do we need like dozens of Guardians of the Galaxy movies? Like, I think a trilogy would be solid. Yeah, and then kind of have it be like a uh, like a Civil War type thing where they they almost break up. Yeah, or, you know, and go their separate ways because I think that would finish out the story well. You could have them drift in for Infinity War, or I think they will because Guardians Three would probably be after that. It's going to be after. Um, yeah, it'd be really interesting if they because like in the comics they get grounded. After this, because Star Lord did something bad and they got grounded. Well, no, no, it's it well, it's called Guardians Grounded because they destroy the Milano. Well, like, no, I, and they can't was, get they can't get off ground more. Like, yeah, you can't go watching you, TV right now, Star Lord. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so next piece of news is kind of like a little uh, um, 
jumble of Star Wars news because celebration was last week, as you guys know from our last show, that we talked to Joe Caroni and Brian Miller, uh, who were down there. Um, I hope they had a good time. I know I saw a lot of stuff that Brian did and Joe did. Yeah, Brian um, sold all his prints. The the ones he talked about on the show. Yeah, yeah I saw I saw he, he uh, tweeted or he posted something about people already reselling his prints, which I thought was kind of ridiculous. Hmm. But I mean, hey, if people are reselling your stuff, I mean that's probably a that's a good sign. Right? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, uh, so the the biggest thing, obviously, is the Last Jedi trailer teaser trailer, and I say teaser with 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 uh, underline bold letters and italics um, and heavy emphasis on the teaser and comic sans. It was like, it was like a minute and a half trailer. And um, I, I was at work and uh, like I, uh, Steve actually texted me. He's like, what are your thoughts on the trailer? And I was just like, shit, I forgot about it. Like I should. <laughs> oh no. I know. I was like, I should have, I should have got up and watched it before I went to work. So like on my lunch break, I have like terrible reception at work because um, the building I work in. So on my lunch break, I'm like running around trying to find a decent signal so I could watch this. And I'm like sitting outside in my car, like kind of like in this like little little studio booth, like watching this trailer, like, all right, I got to get this in. So um, I watched it and like, I, I, I liked it because it was like, it was cool to see some of the new stuff. Like I, I liked uh, that planet that they showed with the... Um, the the space vehicles that had the red smoke um i always think stuff like that's interesting when they put new type of uh like vehicles or aliens or lore in there you know the scene with bb8 and poe running around with everything exploding that felt very hoth like mm -hmm. you know you see poe's x-wing kind of get blown up and it's just like i feel like that's going to set a good uh empire stage where it's just like stuff is going to go sideways for the rebellion again um and then you had uh you know you had date or uh, daisy um uh, Ray uh, training with Luke, which is kind of obvious. No big surprise there. Um, I did think it was a little weird. She was practicing with her lightsaber on the side of the cliff. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't I, know. I just, is... but um, I, I just feel like like lightsaber practice, like like doing the katas, would be different than actually combat. Because I feel like you would need the lightsaber because they're lightweight, and I mean they're almost non-existent weight. But I mean, it's, it's a saber made of light. That's the definition, yeah, right? So right. Anyway, well, I'm not. No, I could. No. <laughs> you know what's happening in my head right now. That, Joe, that, Joe wanted to correct my statement about I being did. a saber made of light, even though it's called a yeah. lightsaber. <laughs> I understand that it's, it, it's not I exactly that. I understand. No, it's not, because technically, like, the energy... <laughs> I can't even talk about it because there's two parts of me right now. There's like the, the huge Star Wars nerd that wants to explain like just, Joe, we've been here a hundred episodes. Just tell everybody what a lightsaber is. Well, no, the thing about a lightsaber is, is like the energy that that basically keeps the the blade intact is supposed to be so strong. That's one of the reasons why in Episode Four they like Obi Wan and Vader fought using mostly two hands because they have to actually control the blade. Because, yeah, originally because, it was supposed to be it was supposed to be such a really tough thing yes. to master because it could and then yeah. In the prequels, that went out the door and everything became very much of a flourish, and it's almost like you're fencing with a... You know, so anyway, you could look at it either way, all right? So yes, I... Anyway. Um, but the rest, of the rest of the trailer, uh, um, at the end, the big thing at the end is, is Luke saying that I know one thing is... I know one truth is that the Jedi must end. And by God, like throwing like chum in the internet water. Like yeah. I couldn't get over like how many people just went into a tizzy about that. And it's like, you know what? Let's sit down. Let's wait and see what happens. And, and, and my honest opinion is, is, is that's probably, you know, 
Luke's opinion of the Jedi is probably vastly different than what a lot of people think it is because he's been through some stuff. Um, yeah. Clearly, clearly. Uh, so, um, you know, I'm sure that is out of context what everybody thinks it is. You know it's a swerve. It has to be a swerve. And and I'm just, I wish everyone would just kind of settle down. So I thought this trailer was cool. It was a teaser trailer. I didn't get much out of it. Did you see someone posted um, the side-by-side of the Force Awakens teaser and, and the Last Jedi teaser and how the pacing and shot selection are almost the same? Mm-mm. Like through the whole teaser, no. It's just like, all right, yep, you got me. They fooled me once, you know. I, I don't know. It's okay. Like, I, I guess here, here, I did. You, I didn't want to get into this either, but hey, bear with us here. Um, I feel like now that we know that the Mouse House has Star Wars, and we know there's going to be constantly Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. I'm not excited as much for Star Wars now versus the possibility of more coming when whenever Luke is finished his prequel trilogy, you're like, we may never get any more. Right. You so, thought it was done. Yeah. So then when you hear rumblings of like seven, it's like, oh, this is my Star Wars. It's back. And now that I know we're getting them like yearly. It's never going to stop. Yeah, and It won't. You know, and I feel like not that I shouldn't be. I don't know. I just, know I'm, really, not, I'm not excited for Star Wars. I mean, well, I want to watch it and I like it, but I'm not like well, just I over can, the moon. I can kind of appreciate that, too, because you know what scares me, honestly, with the never going to stop thing is eventually it's not going to. It's gonna it's gonna wear out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Star Wars has become such a gem for a lot of people because it stood the test of time. Because it, you, there wasn't there wasn't a ton of stuff to compare it to in terms of like like James Bond movies. Like everyone's got their favorite Bond. Everybody knows that certain like Moonraker's terrible, <laughs> and like you know like what's gonna happen eventually when we get to Star Wars like like fourteen and it turns into Moonraker, you know, like. That's that's what I'm kind of scared of. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't have. Moonraker ha- does sound like a Star Wars plan, though, to it get does. rid of a planet or to at least clean them up. Yeah, launch the Moonraker. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean. <laughs> so anyway, Last Jedi trailer. That was the big guy. And also the 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 poster. Everyone's like, "Did you see the poster?" I'm like, "Yes, it is a poster. It advertises the movie. Yeah, it has faces on it. Has Ray holding up the lightsaber and the position somewhere to a New Hope." Get over it. I don't know I, what I hate it, to this, say. Just, Jesus like, Christ. Like the Drew Struzan posters are, are, are very classy and awesome. And, mm-hmm. and those will always be my, like if I had to throw up a, a Star Wars poster in my um, my my house, I would want a Drew Struzan. But my favorite Star Wars poster is still episode ones where Vader's silhouette is behind Anakin like yeah. in the desert. I thought that, that was, was a really cool poster. Yeah. And it, it's, it, it told you everything you need to know, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so anyway, moving on. Uh, Battlefront 2 was announced for uh, all platforms, um, which is supposed to come out this... It, you know it's going to precede the movie. Yeah. Uh, but so far, they have listened to um, the fans. They're putting a campaign in, which it sounds very Empire-centric uh, because it sounds like the you're going to play what happens after the Death Star gets blown up. Hmm. Um, so that'll be interesting. Uh, but they're going to span all eras. And, um, you're going to be able to... Uh, they're putting Kamino in, which if anybody's played Battlefront 2... Uh, for the Xbox, the original two Battlefronts, the Camino level is probably one of my favorite levels um, that you play with the um, the clone troopers versus the CIS. Uh, so you've got like the battle droids. I don't know. It's oh, it's I, I, I played it. I just, yeah, I, I remember, that was a really yeah. good level. But I did see that they put it in there, so it's going to span all generations. So there's going to be times you're going to be playing clone troopers, you're going to be playing stormtroopers, you're going to be playing first orders, you're going to be playing the rebels, you're going to be playing battle droids, um, all that. So I'm pretty excited for that and the story mode. 
Um, and they're going to put in uh, a lot of different heroes. You know, you're going to have Darth Maul in there. You'll have Vader, of course, the Emperor. Uh, Ray and Kylo Ren are going to be in it. Um, so, yeah, I can't wait to see. Uh, plus, they said no season pass. So that means that... Um, or no, not... Was it no season the, pass? There's going to be no uh, a DLC. It's going to be all... Well, I mean... You're not going to pay for it. It's yeah. quite, like if they patch anything in, you're going to get it. It's, you're going to yeah. get it, which is nice. Um, they're also supposed to fix some of the, the the leveling system and things like that, which will be nice. Uh, I'm I'm anxious to kind of see it, even as much as I don't like Dice's engine. Um, this I'll is when it. they sneak in Darth Jar Jar. This is when you sneak right. in Darth Binks. Yeah, uh, that would be great to have him show up as like a random character and just kick everybody's ass. I would love that. So, last big piece of news out of Star Wars uh, Celebration, I would say, is that they announced the fourth and final season of Star Wars Rebels, uh, which is the current cartoon running on Disney XD that is telling the story um, before Rogue One. So, I'm, belie- I'm, I'm believing, and they've said that a lot of the stuff in episode or uh, episode season four is going to help lead up to Rogue One. There's going to be Rogue One Easter eggs that lead up in, in Star Wars, like uh, um, Harrison Dula, who's the captain. The main char- one of the main characters in Rebels, uh, she's re- mentioned in Rogue One as General Sedula. Uh, so you're probably going to find out how she becomes a general in the rebellion or the, in the rebellion. Uh, but I I fell in love with Rebels. I kind of like burned through it uh, back during Christmas, and um, I enjoy it much more than the Clone Wars. Hmm. Um, and I also kind of like I, I have a. I, I'm happy and sad at the same time that they're ending it four seasons because I just don't want them to like, we got to cram as many seasons as we can before episode four. I'm like, I felt like with seven, was it six or seven seasons of the Clone Wars? It was like, how does all this technically happen between episode two and episode three? Um, because like... I was going to ask you about that. It feels like they... I Because Ahsoka's not in episode three, but she is around for a lot of the Clone Wars. Well, so, and I feel like this should be a topic for another show of how everything feels like it wants to clip in place with everything else. And is that something that you need? You know, I feel like everybody's so desperate to have like, oh my goodness, Rogue One actually is pretty much like, you know, 3.5. And it's like, it just doesn't need that. Yeah, but the nice thing that Rogue One did is they they literally ended it so that you couldn't have Rogue Two. Well... but you could. You don't have to have those characters, but you could have a another... You could have it happening a, at the same time. Or, or not even that. Like, you could have a designation of rogue whatever and actually have another, like, basically a suicide squad. Yeah. Like, not not, not in the same sense of, like, oh, everybody dies, but it's more like these are the... the, the like, the, the rebellion knows the stakes are high, and it's like, listen, we can't ask you to go, but we would seek volunteers type of thing. You could still have these men on a mission like danger situations and you could do it and people would come to it. Yeah. Just give a funny talk on robot. People will watch it. Well, I'm just talking about in the sense that like they ended the movie right as episode four started. No, so. I, I agree. I'm but, just saying, just give me, give me a talk on robot. No, um, I wrote a blog post about rebels. I highly recommend rebels. Um, if you've watched clone wars, that's okay. If you haven't, that's okay. If you haven't watched rebels, go watch it. There you go. All right. So. Um, and then that's it for star Wars off of the celebration there was there was some i'm sure there's some other stuff you know there's some talk of like hayden christensen being there and all that other stuff we talked about that last episode but um a couple more pieces of news we're almost done uh josh brolin was announced as cable so he is now thanos and cable <laughs> which uh 
that's kind of cool. And somebody asked me, like, they were like, what do you think of Josh Brolin playing Cable? I'm like, good for him. I like Josh Brolin. Yeah. Like, and you know what? He's playing it smart. What was the last thing you saw Josh Brolin in? Then you were just kind of like, yeah, Josh Brolin, good job. What? No Country for Old Men? Uh, Men in Black 3. I think people liked him a lot in that. Yes. He played a really good young K. Yeah. Um, You're right. You're right. But. He was also Jonah Hex. He. Yeah, he was. Uh, he just secured himself some great paychecks. Yes. Like, you know, and peep and I and I hate to say it this this the superhero wave, but I mean actors, especially people like See, Josh Brolin. They just recast him as Apocalypse now in the like in the Sony or the Fox X right? movies and be like, Hey, you could be purple over here now too. That'd yeah, be fine. We need we heard you're really good at playing purple guys. Anyway, I'm pretty excited. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then they just re reimage him into David Tennant's place. Yeah, it's like, Oh, you're the, the new purple man. You're All the right, new purple yeah. man. That's just Jones reference. Um but uh I think it's fine for him to be cable. I just, I really, really hope they make a fourth wall break and they reference the Goonies somehow. Oh, you like, know they're going to make a fourth wall break and re- reference Thanos. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that would be that. Considering that Deadpool butted up against the the Marvel universe and uh, with them having a helicarrier at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. like that, you basically it's a shield carrier, but they're not saying it's a shield carrier. Yeah. That's pretty close. What could that be? Oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, it'd be cool. I, I still kind of, I still wonder how Pierce Brosnan would have been as yeah, Cable. I agree. I, st- I wonder when there was rumors of Brad Pitt. That I feel like that would have been kind of interesting. Yeah. Like I just feel like some of the people that they had, like just you know, there was some good names circulating. Um. Also, last two pieces, uh, comic wise, Secret Empire just started. Um, Secret Empire is the current Marvel event that tells the story of how Captain America got whammied up and is somehow mixed up with hydra um it's supposed to be a, a new st- good story arc um where cap is kind of a bad guy so if you guys were curious how good of a bad i mean you guys remember um was it about a year ago they shook it up when they did that whole thing where cap was a bad guy we talked about it on here yeah yeah he said yeah. Hydra. yeah like, oh, he no. everyone's yeah. like oh no so this this kind of like continues that and it becomes more because he's kind of been playing it up as just regular cap i mean he's not like red skull evil but he's hydra so they're starting uh that story arc right now so i'm gonna i'm gonna report back on that as i read it and then the last piece of news blizzard's uh hugely successful um, real-time strategy game StarCraft, the original StarCraft, and its expansion Brood Wars is now free. Um, so if you wanted to get back to StarCraft and check it out, it's free. If you've never played StarCraft and you want to check it out, just don't go play anybody from Korea. Yeah, right. So I, I think it's cool that Blizzard actually makes some of their older games free to play. Like you can go online and play uh, Rock and Roll Racing, Lost Vikings, and Blackthorn. I think they also had for free as well. Yeah. So they know they know they're not getting their, like like why it's supposed to they've they've made their money on it and they they've made better since then. Like you know like they have StarCraft two right now. Like why would yeah. you need to go? I don't know why would you go back and make money off StarCraft one? I tell you what too. Like anybody that plays a lot of Blizzard games, um, especially Heroes of the Storm. Uh, I'm probably, I know there's probably not a lot of people out there, uh, but um, go back and play those games because the lore will let you fill in for a lot of characters that you've probably seen. So yeah, I'll be honest, that's a blind spot for me. Other than you tell me about it, like I just it's a good story. Like play it on easy mode and just ro- steamroll through it to watch the story. I'll just be like, Joe, I can't hear everything over all the clicks. Yeah, click, 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 click. Yeah. Click. All right. Anyway, so that's it. That's your overstuff news. Which, funnily enough, we're running about the same time we do for news anyway. So I, I, yeah. I kind of purposely was just like boom, 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 boom. I didn't want to like yeah, so. too chatty. 
But we still got plenty of show to go. Yeah, guys, just hit me up offline. <laughs> not no, not offline. <laughs> online. On the just, if you guys want to come to the to our, our recording studio right now, yeah, that's fine. Uh, this would be weird in real time. Someone just like knocks on the window, like, "Hey guys, we'll talk about Star Wars some more." I'm like, "Okay, Steve." And I, I, hand I think it would be funny if we had like a drive up window, like this window <laughs> like, right like here, like a teller window. And, yeah, we just we just we just pull up the window, like kind of like a Pee Wee's Playhouse style. Like somebody just leans on the sill, and they're just, "What you guys talking about?" Like, <laughs> That'd be amazing. Anyway, and now for our feature presentation. So I I do want to start off by telling like. A little bit of a story, I guess it's not that big of a story, but um, when I was younger, we didn't have cable per se. Like we had basic cable, it was like thirty channels, whatever. And MTV was one of those channels in our basic cable package that we had. We didn't have anything fancy. Um, but do you remember when those channels would sometimes run free weekends of like other programming? Like you could check out sci, you know, Sci-Fi Channel weekend. They'll be like running like a kind of yeah. Kinda I remember like, like yeah. I remember kind of when um like HBO or like Showtime was free for like a week weekend, and, and it was just like yeah, I'm gonna record every movie, right? You know, like um, skip school, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> call off oh, no. free movies. Yeah. Um. So uh, MTV at the time was having a, a comedy. Uh, either Comedy Channel or Comedy Central, like they'd have their preview weekends, and so they'd show Comedy Comedy Central programming. And one of the things they showed was an episode of Mr. Science Theater 3000, which I, I recorded on VHS. It was the only episode I had known until college, and it was Alien from L.A. It had uh, Kathy Ireland in it. It was a canon film production. Mm. Just She's a, a girl living in L.A. She ends up falling down a hole into Atlantis. Like It's, it's just really... It's 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 a not a good movie, but it's great because Kathy Ireland can't can't emote, so she has the same reaction to everything that goes on. I remember her in uh, one of the National Lampoons, and you're absolutely right; she yeah. cannot emote. So it's just it was a fun movie, and I just remember like something about this as a kid that really spoke to me, and I just recorded it and I kept it. And then when I got to college, I finally watched uh, the because that's when they put out the Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie. Where the, where they um they actually had the official movie they put out that was them watching this island Earth and that was the second thing I'd seen of theirs so it's taken me a long time to get to Mystery Science Theater even though it'd been out for a long time because it was hard to get a hold of but now we have Netflix and there is the the revival that we talked about a few months ago about how they kickstarted basically a new season crowdfunded yeah everybody got excited they crowdfunded they made what 13 episodes and then netflix is like oh you've made these we'll take them so hopefully netflix relights some more i think that'd be good yeah um i challenged joe to watch some of it because i had a feeling that he like you knew what it was i I had watched when i was a kid i had watched a couple episodes and i could never tell you what episodes they were it was just kind of like in passing like when i was like if i like like hang out stay the night over my buddy's house when i was a kid and like mst3k was on we would put it on and and watch it and then like we would kind of laugh at some of the jokes and like like make jokes about ourselves and you know like kind of like play along with the 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 guys but um i couldn't remember any of them and then like i knew i knew about you know famous episodes like you know manos hand of hands of fate and um uh like I saw they were coming back and they've always been like a huge staple and I know the characters and the premise of the show. So yeah, Paul was like, Hey, let's, let's, let's do this. Cause it's back on um, Netflix. And I'm like, yeah, I'll check it out. It, it felt, it felt kind of appropriate because uh, we, we were kicking around ideas for the, it's like our hundredth show. And it's like, there's like pressure for something that really shouldn't have been, yeah. shouldn't have been pressure. And we just kind of took the pressure off, but it's like, why not like for, for something that's supposed to be like this big event, like why not have this thing that like, you know, I feel like that 
and this is maybe jumping the gun a little bit, Mystery Science Theater 3000 was the internet before the internet. And what I mean by that is that they found something back in 1989 that was so far ahead of its time. Maybe I'm not saying that, you know, it was like, like so far ahead that it's like genius. I mean, I still think it's wonderful and I love it, but the idea of absurdity and commentary was so like, I don't, I can't think of something else that was like it at the time. Yeah. And it was very much like it was encouraging you to sit with your, with your, your robot friends and watch this movie and have a good time and laugh with them as they're quote unquote reacting to the movie. Yeah. You know, and I feel like, um, what we do, uh, is is a, a lesser form of it because I don't know if we're as funny as those guys are. Um, it's maybe, <laughs> we try so, to be. We try to be. Yeah. Um, but, but the whole idea of commentary and reacting like that, and and also acknowledging the absurd. I feel well, like when did that when did that show come out? Was it like 89. early? Or yeah, I was gonna say early nineties, yeah. like yeah. eighty nine. And like, if you think about it, like like it gave way to to things like what we do. You know, commenting on things. Um, DVD commentary, like that's pretty much mst3k's first foray into that it was like they didn't necessarily make the movie but it's the same type of track over top of a movie yeah and i found out a little little research because you know when you have the googles in front of you you can look up anything yeah the first official commentary track was 1985 sorry 84 and it was for a laser disc version of the original king kong so inadvertently they were only a few years out from actually like they were like it was just kind of one of those happy accidents where they actually had someone that knew a lot about King Kong that talked about it and everyone's like, this is really good. We got to put this on as a separate audio track on this disc. And it kind of, they, they kind of stumbled into it. And then these guys in Minnesota making really crappy little sets and robots out of like things they could find. were kind of tripping into it too, but a different, a different form of expression. Yeah. Like, like you, you get the idea that these guys, as much as they know, these movies are terrible Maybe that's the difference between you and I, Joe. Besides the fact that I, you know, that I just know that sabers are made of light, and I don't question anything else about them. Um, I can I can appreciate like good bad, you know. I think that you're just like this isn't worth my time. I think because like if something's bad bad, you're like I don't care. I don't. I'm done with this. Like Jim Cotta, we, we had that playing here. You're just like I don't know about this. I think you probably I enjoyed it though, but like only with people around though. Like not yes. that I'm saying I'd, I'm not I would saying never I'd watch, watch it. Yeah. I would never waste my time by myself watching Jim Cotta, <laughs> but I would definitely do it in an MST3K style with friends, which is what we did when we were watching that movie. We yeah. were basically doing MST3K. Like I would just and, practice Jim Cotta alone. I yeah. wouldn't watch it alone. Well, it's funny. Like uh, well, let's just let's just because you're smarter. That's why you like him. <laughs> I'm smarter. That's why. Yeah, that is no. No, that's, that's I, funny. Like I read an article because uh, they interviewed felicia day because felicia day's on the new uh yeah, she's one of the main villains in the new reboot. in the new she's reboot. Like the granddaughter and, of whoever yeah she's a great she's the granddaughter of the original uh i can't remember the guy's name forrester k was uh, it forrester no the, her name starts with a k yeah her name's king uh, of dr forrester, forrester yeah, yeah. dr forrester yeah uh but um she was talking about how like she'd read an article that like you know usually smarter people enjoy really bad movies <laughs> You know, and she was like, she's like, you know, that made me feel better about liking bad movies. <laughs> and uh, she's like, because, you know, if I had a choice between watching like Manos and like an Oscar award winning film, you can bet I'm going to want to watch Manos. And I feel the same way, too, because I feel like some of those like some Oscar award winning films or some like fancy artsy films like I would just totally stray away from like just as much. But like if somebody gave me a choice, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to watch uh, Cry Wild or was it Cry Wilderness? Yeah, I was like, I'll watch Cry Wilderness over that. Um, but at the same time, I'm kind of like on the fence in the middle where I'm like, like if I was sitting at my house and I was just like, 
some uh, you know i was like well i could watch uh i could watch robocop again or i could watch cry wilderness i'm like i've never seen cry wilderness i'm not gonna waste my time with that like you know yeah, no, I like agree. like i need somebody to, i don't want to do like the misery needs company type thing but. oh no 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 because like you're absolutely right i and i and that's why i also feel like with with what they do that's kind of like the, there's the there's the built-in friends with that right so it's yeah. like you have somebody to enjoy the ridiculousness with you because yeah. these guys i was watching like sci the sci-fi channel um they put out a, a little half hour special on on the show whenever they had the show because because the mr science theater existed in a couple of different forms on some different networks mm-hmm. and um so they did this half hour thing where it was a little bit more tongue-in-cheek but they watched these movies over and over and over again just to get the pacing out of what they want to say and then it sounds fairly um you know like when you're watching it you know that they know the stuff in advance it's just their delivery is pretty good so it sounds like oh i just came up with this you know so it, there's an art and having practiced something so much it sounds like you're just coming up with it for the first time yeah and i, I think that's the part people i don't know if they really appreciate how much timing and planning has to go into that especially with the new stuff because even the new shows they have more interactions with the screen stuff going I noticed, on. Yeah, because um, Sir- like, Tom Servo moves around. He, he floats, floats around and does stuff, you know. Yeah. It's and like, then like I don't remember Gypsy. She didn't. Because yeah, she, she didn't. She didn't come in during the movies. She didn't come into their movies. I didn't think she did. I just no. thought it was just them in the front. Because like honestly, like like obviously now the silhouettes are a little bit more advanced. But like back in the day, like they moved a little bit, but it was almost like they kind of just like moved them by hand almost like a puppet thing yeah well i saw how they did that during that making up so it's interesting you say that they actually just took they actually had cutouts and foam of the, the seats mm-hmm. and they had that sitting and then they just said like they had uh whoever the host was joel or mike sit in a chair and it looks like he had his back in the seat properly and then the two voice actors that played crow and servo sat below him and held the puppets up and would work them and actually do all the audio while they were recording. Oh, wow. And it was like pretty, like everyone talked about how low tech it is, but it worked. And also right. the robots were blacked out. Like they were actually spray painted black to mm. match like everything. So you didn't think about it. I thought that was kind of cool too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I appreciate the low tech, the low, the, the low tech approach, but there's a lot of thinking into that low tech. Well, I think yeah. like even like the intro of the new show kind of keeps that with oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Like like they didn't want to go. They could have went like way more CG and everything like that, but they didn't. And I think that's I, I like that style. I did I did I did appreciate that. Yeah, and it's I so it it's a high wire act to make something look low budget when it's not, you know. And then like low budget in a good way, not low budget as in like we just don't care, you know. Like sweeted. Like yeah, like sweeted. It's not they're not just it's not all just cardboard boxes, yeah. you know. Um, I, I appreciate like I just appreciate Mr. Science Theater because I feel like also again considering where I knew where I grew up, which was the middle of nowhere, West Virginia, um, that I knew that the things I liked weren't the same thing everybody else liked around me, and to see something like that, I was like, I'm really into this. Even if it was that one episode of Alien from L.A. That was mine, and I loved it. And I'm not trying to get all member berries on it. It's just a <laughs> it's just an identification of something. Because I had all the Weird Al stuff on cassette tape. Like, I, I was a strange kid, and I'm a strange I'm a strange adult, you know? And if you look at the rest of my family, it makes no sense where I came from, because yeah. the rest of my family's not like that. And I I felt like it gave me a little bit of authority to be like, well, if, like, if this exists, then I can exist too, you know? And I, and I appreciated that. So that's why I was super excited to watch the new run. I was worried that it wasn't going to feel the same. It's the same. You know, it's pretty much is. I know you came away with it a little bit more, a little more flat than, than I did. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it wasn't gut busting for me, and that's kind of that's not what I I guess it's kind of what I expected. But like I, I didn't get like I appreciated a lot of the jokes. Like I just kind of had a lot of them. <laughs> I felt bad because I'm oh. just like you know I didn't I didn't I didn't you know what I you know what's funny is I enjoyed watching. When I was watching Cry Wilderness, I was enjoy. I enjoyed thinking about how how much more ridiculous this was than a lot of the jokes they were yeah. making. Like like I was kind of making my own jokes almost. Like where I'm just like 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 I love questioning it. I, I don't think you understand because like I know when we watched Jim Cotta, like I was questioning a lot of things. But it's just like <laughs> when I'm questioning it, it's like I'm laughing at it. You know, it's like why why is there like a, a like a what are those horse those those uh, gymnastic things? The pommel horse. The pommel horse. I'm like, why is there one in the middle of the town? Like, what? Yeah. What makes it's, no sense? Yeah, it's like, oh, it's convenient for him to be able to gymkata all those guys now because right? he has his pommel horse. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right, and I feel like that's um, that's where a lot of the fun comes from. Like, uh, just those kind of movies where they're just so. But um, I feel like now, especially after, so when Mystery Science Theater ended, even though. Uh, Joel and company like over time the, the the cast like cycled through writers changed voices changed all of that so this now that we have now is the third generation of it um, uh, Joel and some of his friends went off and they did something called cinematic Titanic which is kind of like a live improv riffing on movies because he liked more of the improv style and then Mike Nelson and the other two guys that were with him for the later half that did Crow and Servo went off and did riff tracks. Mm. And they are more of the we we should Scripted. plan this. Yeah. And so you can definitely see how the styles kind of kind of, you know, were different, but they're like they, so but we have these two big fonts of this like ridiculousness that we could choose from now. Yeah. And then Joel got the rights back to Mystery Science Theater and now this and but but if you notice though, there's a lot more writing that goes into this now. So I feel like he even feels that you got to be ready for some of this. Yeah. Um but I feel like now that like it's pertinent now because you have, you know, you have the king return to his domain and be like, we did this before. It was cool. Let's show you guys how to do it. Because I feel like now the whole world, including our our podcast, our humble podcast, is all built upon reaction. And I feel like reaction can be a good thing if it's grounded in thought and thinking. But that's not what I see today. Like you're just talking about the Rogue One. Sorry. Um, Last Jedi teaser. People are just spouting the first thing off the top of their head, and it's like that's not that's not a constructive conversation at all. Even no, as a nerd, not. as a geek, and you love this stuff, it's like I don't know what you're talking about. You know? What's like, going on with Luke? I I know I'm I'm gonna wait till December. That's what's going on. <laughs> yeah. So I um I don't know. Like I'm happy that these guys are back, and I hope I'm really they glad they're more. on Netflix because I I I think it's funny. I like I you know and I. I don't like I don't like jumping on the side of a lot of big like big companies, but like I, they, I would like them to just keep that snowball going. You know, like I, you know, they hit they hit a couple of trees and rocks, and the snow falls off. Like they have some shows, you know, Iron Fist. But um, <laughs> oh, I have not finished that yet. So well, you you were kind of okay about Iron Fist, and now I guess the more you think about, it, the more you didn't like it. Is that what's going on? Well, the funny thing is, is like I had my reservations about it, and then like everyone I talked to is just like. Oh no! And then, like, when I start talking to them about it and I start digging stuff, they're just like, "Yeah, I didn't like this." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's been the consensus." <laughs> so I'm like, "It's not just me." But um, no, like, it's good that like Netflix is like, "Oh, you guys, we're just gonna take it and put right. it up." You know? Yeah. Well, because I just saw that article on IGN about how they said that because of uh, Adam Sandler's six movie deal that he signed with them, so th- his third movie just came out, that Sandy Wexler movie, which is actually getting decent reviews. 
Like, it, um, whatever. They said it's the be- People are saying it's the best Sandler movie in the past few years, and then they pause saying, not that that's saying a lot, but they say it's like the best one recently. They said, like, was it half a, like, no, they, they, they gave billions of hours of people, of, of Adam Sandler have been watched because of this deal. Billions of hours of Sandler have been watched. If he can get billions, I'm hoping that MST3K gets, like, thousands of hours of watching right. to warrant something, you know? Oh, um, man. But also part of the reason why that show kind of grew and in love is because people kept keeping it on the air. Like, there was the whole, uh, they used to tell everybody, keep circulating the tapes, because what would happen is, um, the different stations that they're associated with, like first was Comedy Central, then Sci-Fi. Um, those networks. So were they went, having fans, or were they having uh, companies? Well, so they had fans that would help with this. Oh. But what would happen is, so the fans would like write in, try to keep it on board, right? Uh, keep it, um, keep it on the air. But then what turned out started happening was as they were like on Comedy Central. Uh, Comedy Central would be the one negotiating for the rights to get the movies for them to use. Mm-hmm. And so they'd have these packages where it's like, we want this movie. And the the, the, people, the distribution people would be like, well, yeah, you can have that. But don't you want to get this package with all these other good movies? They're like, no, 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 we want that one. So they had to work out these deals to get like these really shitty movies. And the studios couldn't figure out why they're asking for these packages. And then they started figuring out why. And then they started charging more for those movies. So it became this whole thing of like it started becoming more expensive to produce the show, not because of the actual construction of it, just getting the movies. Mm. And so because of that, uh, movies, movie rights were only negotiated for a window. So there's a lot of uh, Mr. Science Theater out there that's not actually available because the rights have lapsed for the movie. So they can't go and republish it because they don't have the rights to the movie. So people would pass tapes around and mm. you go and your your nefarious sites and download these episodes because they don't own them anymore. Oh. And so um, it, that's why you only see a handful here and there. And that also, that's what Rift Tracks was born because they they realized that that they could never get, like, why why buy the rights for a movie that's going to lapse when they could just sell the audio accompaniment to it? Right. So they don't have to actually ever own the movie. And that's, like, one of the smartest, like, light bulb moments, you know? You just so, play the Rift Track while you're watching the movie. Yep. And that's it, you know? So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So this, this is one of those things that was, it was a labor of love, and it was kept alive because people kept circulating all the information. And I'll be honest, too. Like, uh, friends I had here in Cleveland when I first moved here, they had a bunch of stuff saved, and that's how I ended up watching Final Sacrifice, which is one of my favorite episodes, and uh, Puma Man. Like, if you, Puma Man's on Netflix. You guys got to watch that. It's amazing. But so there's there's kind of like a, a grassroots of revival effort of this, too, that's always been around, always been loved. And I can't think of another show like that. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of shows out there that have fan bases like that that will go to bat for their shows, um, but that they don't always hit a home run or they don't even, you know, they don't even get on base. Well, yeah, it's just the whole idea that they're that they're physically trading tapes and keeping things and just trying to keep the show available in people's minds. You know, like I don't know, and and, and this is different than like a Firefly where you had your thirteen episodes and they were kind of but they were supposed to be in order, right? And that was it was a much bigger deal where these were all standalone and kind of you know you can yeah, kinda, it's not really serialized. Yeah, I mean there yeah. is there is an ongoing story kind of, but I mean yeah. it's like you know it is what it is, you know. But um, yeah, I just feel like a lot. Um, and maybe I'm putting this higher up on the pedestal, but I feel like a, a lot of there's a lot that 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 they owe themselves to Mystery Science Theater, you know, and also the way that we view view movies and the way that we can um, make fun of them. Like, look at Honest Trailers. That's, that's pretty much definitely yeah. something that probably is inspired, has been inspired, if not, you know, 
yeah, you know, wouldn't have exist without MST3K. And and we we've kicked around the idea, and we're trying to put this together. We've talked about this before <laughs> on the show uh, of doing a uh, commentary track for Batman vs Superman, uh, Dawn, Dawn of, of Justice. Justice. Yeah, um, and increasingly just keep drinking the entire time. We'll 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 try to figure this out and make it worth your time. We promise. Uh, but it's like Joe's excited for that, but it's the same thing as mystery science theater, except the only thing we're planning is how to record it. Not in advance of what's going to happen. So what I do you mean I, not in advance I, of what's going to happen. I, I just worry that we're going to get a half hour in and we're just going to spin out and be like, uh, this movie sucks. And then we're just, just, <laughs> just going to, all you're going to hear is just the sounds of like bottles hitting the table and like, like glass uh, clinking. Yeah. And then eventually just me like snoring real loudly, yeah. like the last hour of the movie. Remember happened to Diane Lane? <laughs> yeah. we'll start talking about all our favorite kevin costner movies yeah. you know uh, oh man kevin costner's not in this one yeah so because i feel like we're we're taking on that movie which is like well over it's over two hours you know, yeah it's two and a half hours so yeah. if we do it it's gonna be an episode you're gonna have to like tucker in for and and pretty much Watch watch Batman vs Superman. Like I, I think it's funny that we want to do a riff track style episode about beating up Batman vs Superman, but then it makes you watch the movie. Yeah. So it kind of like if if you say like well, you guys just want to hate on it, I'm like yeah, but you're watching the movie. That's that's so. Um you know the room, Tommy Wiseau's the room. Yeah, um, riff tracks did one of like they, 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 that's one of their more popular ones. I. I don't like that movie. It's ridiculous. It's for all the reasons. It's a bad movie. I think I don't like it because everybody's like likes it too much. Where it's like this movie's so bad. It's like, have you seen this other shit out there? There's way worse yeah. good bad movies. Like we've mentioned, Jim Cotta. Like just go watch Jim Cotta. You know, it's it's not the room. Jim Cotta is funny though. Yeah, it is funny. Still um, want to know why that ninja has that flag? Yeah. <laughs> just standing out in the middle of a field. Just and then he puts it down, and Jim's like, I guess I'm done. I guess he's done now. Yeah. Um. So so yeah. I mean, um. They. they there's we want to do we want to do our own riff track style thing we owe it to mystery science theater so you know maybe maybe we'll do i don't know like i feel like um that's gonna be a challenge to even if if we even have like five good jokes in that two and a half hours i'll consider a victory. i'm excited to just kind of get drunk and try to do batman voice <laughs> deep bead martha martha Why'd you say that name? All right, there you go, guys. That's See? our commentary track right now. <laughs> just find, just find those minutes in the movie and just yeah. play those bits. You're good. All right. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, if you if you've not seen Mr. Science Theater 3000, check it out. It may not be your cup of tea. I I think that it's one of those things too. It depends upon what movie they do. Like Joe keeps mentioning, Cry Wilderness. This movie is a bizarre Canadian-made children's well, movie that has a lot more strangeness going on. That if you if you may not even be looking listening to the jokes, the movie itself is batshit crazy. Yeah, you know. Well, it's funny. Like I watched Star Crash, which is like it came out after Star Wars. Yep. And it literally wanted to be Star Wars oh, yeah. more than anything in the world because like I'm watching it and the similarities are just so bad. Like. <laughs> like 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 one of the guys looks almost like Darth Vader and then like this one dude like they're smugglers and then it's just like I didn't get to a part I'm sure there's laser swords but you mean sabers made of light yeah <laughs> get your get your laser cutlass <laughs> yeah um so uh, yeah I I um I don't know how to put a pen in this other than uh, go watch them enjoy laugh uh, and, and if that's something that's not really your your cup of tea, then then watch a movie that you think's bad and make fun of it with a friend. Yeah. That's that's where 
um, there's going to be like I can't remember a single joke we made watching Jim Cotta, and I know I keep like I feel like this episode's been sponsored by Jim Cotta. Yeah. By the way, it's coming to the Capitol Theater soon for a midnight show. Um, so if people want to go watch that in the theater, they can get. I a think chance. it would be nice if we somehow were the only ones in there, and then we <laughs> could just rip track it. Yeah, because um, I would I would do that. Like so, that movie is so bad. Like I can't remember a single joke we had, but I just remember we had a ball watching it. The village you know? of the crazies. Yeah. So I wonder how I wonder how the real estate goes there. It'd be like, honey, I'm on Zillow right now. There's a house. It's like only like one hundred and ten thousand dollars. Where is it at? It's in the village of the crazies. Oh well, what do they have? A good schools around? Anything? Well, like yeah, that? there's yeah. a good school. But, oh, there's a Chick Fil A. Chi- All right, well we'll get it. Chick Fil A prices that low. You'd be insane. There's it's probably sick. a Starbucks in the village of the crazies. <laughs> probably. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's just, terrible anyway um, all right so yeah uh so that's that uh it, tell us your thoughts uh, about mr science theater 3000 uh if you love it if it's not your thing if you have particular episodes that you love like i've mentioned a couple that i enjoy a great deal or um, like your riff tracks like what have you listened to are there, are there any specific ones that, like like when they when they i heard the one when they did transformers was really good well i remember they did uh one for uh, Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. And at the very beginning, it's like, they're like, you guys keep asking for this. We didn't want to do it. Basically, they're like, God damn it, we have to do Batman and Robin. <laughs> and they were angry the entire time. And then, like, did it, do you do you know the movie Birdemic? You've heard of the movie in passing? I've heard, I've heard of it. It's a terrible, terrible movie. And I swear to you, about three quarters of the way in, it just goes quiet because they just ran out of things to say about it. Like, they're just like, like, it was like, they're just like taking a knee to run out the rest of the movie. It's all they could do. That's <laughs> what it felt like. It's like, after a while, it's like, this is just too much. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, ironically enough, like, we're about to jump into our next segment, which is is a little MST3K-like, which is the Wheel of Death. Yeah. Because so. you guys you guys aren't there watching us watch it, but we basically come back and report on it. Yeah, it's true. So, so that, that that does owe, we, we do owe that yeah. uh, to them. Yeah. So... All right, so yeah, let's just go ahead and we'll do that. So, so yeah, hit us up on our Facebook. Uh, we do have a website, invasionofthepodcast.com. Um, yeah, let us know your thoughts, feelings uh, about MST3K and riffing in general. Uh, also, we have a Twitter. It's Invading Podcast at, at, at Twitter. Uh, um, and we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash invasionofthepodcast. If you'd like to support our show, that's now a triple digit, so look look at that. It feels like it's growing in value. Um, you can easily do that. Just go and donate as little as a dollar or up to $1 million to support our show. It would be greatly appreciated. Um, but, yeah, now we got to get to our punishment from last week that we assigned to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we'll, just, we'll do that right now, the Wheel of Death. It's time for the Netflix Wheel of Death. <laughs> <laughs> so... The movie we picked, or I should say the wheel picked for us, was Robot Overlords. It is from, um, what was it? It was released in, in, in London in 2014. I have to, I just want to first make a, a big apology to Robot Overlords. I thought this was an asylum film. It is not an asylum film. Oh, good. Okay. It was it was independently yeah. produced. It didn't uh, have an asylum film feel. No, but the cover art did. And, and the fact, because every cover art has like these, like these washed out colors now where everything, you know what I mean? It has like, I don't know how there's a look that these movies have that are like yeah. direct to video and the fact that it has um Karen not Karen Gillian um Gillian Anderson Gillian Anderson yeah and Ben Kingsley Sir Ben Kingsley Gandhi, in it Gandhi himself that felt like uh, an asylum cash grab because that's what they'll do they'll they'll throw money at somebody and get them in it so then when Joe watched this before me he's like Kingsley's in this for quite a bit of the movie I'm like that doesn't make sense you yeah. know so um i yeah i ended up watching this last night uh this was independently produced in uh in england for 21 million dollars by the way 21 million no yeah. 
Yeah. Budget twenty one million. I you know like, what? so I mean so, ex- explain some of the special effects, but by God. So I will just say before we even get into what the movie's really about. What was about, the return on investment? I don't know. They didn't, say, they didn't say that. God. Um, <laughs> One million. I don't know. Um, but <sighs> I. Ben Kingsley was 18 million. Which is, <laughs> the, the film was released on March 27, 2015. United Kingdom and grossed only 4,147 pounds across 30 sites since weekend debut. So it didn't make much money back. No Wait, wonder it, it got made sold. 4,000 pounds? That's probably, about, that's probably closer to the, like $5,500. You know, or no, the other way around. No, so pounds are worth more than dollars. Yeah, now, right. 50, so five hundred dollars. No, it would be, um, it'd be less than that in American dollars because pounds are worth more. Whatever. Yeah, Still, anyway. man. Like let's five. Let's say six thousand dollars. Sure. Okay. <laughs> let's let's round it let's, way up. Yeah. Let's, let's round it. it way up. The the movie cost twenty one million. Yeah. How did people not get beat for this? Like I feel like. I feel like there would be some loan shark action in happening. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. producers and executive producers going like, I'm about to break someone's arm because somebody got $21 million of my money. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, that's extortion. Um, that sounds like a producer's grab, the movie. You know how they did that in the producers yeah, where, where they, they did uh, Hitler, to, springtime, uh, for, springtime for Hitler. Springtime yeah. for Hitler. That's what that sounds like. Um, I So it's basically this: these robots show up out of nowhere. They, they take over the earth in like 11 days. And then they convince they have they they convince people forcibly to stay in their homes while they go about like surveying the earth or something. <laughs> that was the best part in the beginning when that little, the robot uh, mediator guy was like talking and he's like, "There's one rule: you must stay indoors." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" So I'm the like, mediator, it, it's a little kid's body, but with an adult head, and the lips move weird, and it sounds like Glados from Portal. Yeah. And the face all looked like Elon Musk to me the entire time. Yeah, he kind of did. And it was like, you know, it was really weird. But it also kind of looked like a CG Vern Troyer. I, yeah, I, I was a little confused because like, they only showed the mediator's head in the beginning, like yeah. given the rules. And I thought it was a lady just because of the high pitched GLaDOS voice. Yeah. And like, and then when I saw the mediator walking with Ben Kingsley, and I'm like, who's that kid? And I'm like, oh, that's the mediator. I was like, I did not, it was I weird. Did not yeah. think that was how that went. So, but yeah, these people were in occupation, and then you find out that, like, you know, if they don't follow the rules, they get vaporized. They have these large um, devices stuck on the back of their heads by their ear, by their left ear, yeah. that um, basically are like one big. It's basically like a house arrest bracelet. It's yeah, big, on their neck. Is. Yeah, like on um, the back of their neck, and uh, the robots look pretty cool. Yeah, and that was where I think a lot of the budget went. Um, but <laughs> yeah. the the rules, the stay in your house thing, like literally, it was like permanent curfew, and then and then like they were there to study humans, and then they were going to leave, and nobody would be bothered. But they 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 assigned humans like in charge of quadrants. So Ben Kingsley is kind of like one of these guys who's in charge of a quadrant, and his last name was Smythe, and that made me so happy because of. Uh, I don't know if this is named after the Spider-Man villain. Oh, Smythe. Alistair Smythe. Yeah, yeah it was like kind of perfect because he was kind of the robot whisperer the entire yeah. time. Um, but like, so I started watching this movie. I'm like, what is going on with this mediator? I was like, this is kind of shit. And then I'm watching the movie. I'm like, I'm like the production quality on this isn't bad. Yeah. Like, it was, like it was like way better than some of the other stuff we've watched right. at the wheel. And then I'm watching it. And I'm like, this isn't necessarily my kind of movie, but like it felt like mm. a young adult like Hunger Games type of yeah, vein like movie and it's like and once i started once i realized that this was probably made for like like 16 to 21 year olds or even yeah. maybe a little younger than that 
I was actually, I was kind of okay with the movie. I was laughing with it. It, it didn't make the most sense at times, but I had a pretty good time with it because the cast, like the, the main kids were likable. The little, the youngest kid was awesome. Yeah. Uh, he was pretty funny. Um, I did. I actually like. I'm. I'm never going to watch it again. But for I, the will of death being punishment, this was actually a pretty easy. The only watch. thing. The only thing with the youngest kid was like his turnaround with the the loss of his dad was way too quick. Yeah, that's um, true. And like he went to go grab like, his Viking stuff. He, yeah, he was like. Yeah, he went. He went straight Princess Leia. It's like, yeah. well, Alderaan's exploded. I'm okay though. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, yeah, like I could tell, like there were scenes where they had like you know the the music and the and the and the vibe and the feel, like the levity, like they definitely tried to get that that sense of like um uh like they like the characters finally reached a point where it's just like yeah it's a win for them yeah and you're happy you know they 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 went to that candy store there was that whole scene where they found that candy store and it was just like you know like after a while you know when I first saw it I was just kind of like oh you know I kind of like rolled my eyes I was like mm. oh good you found candy but the way that it was done it was kind of nice I was like okay I'm like I can appreciate the way that they did the scene it reminded me a lot of 28 days later when they go shopping in the supermarket yes. and they're having fun for a minute after all this oppression and danger yeah they get a moment to be kids again yeah. for like a second i actually appreciated that yeah and then there was some of the setup with the one kid grabbing the fireworks that actually paid off later like there was things it was funny i was watching this with with mary and she's like well why'd that happen why'd that happen and then the movie would answer those questions yeah. i'm like i was like huh look at that it's actually yeah. kind of answered some of those questions i liked uh i liked when ben kingsley got clipped by that machine that was like the the thing was spinning, <laughs> spinning like he just walked in knocked out boom that's like oh you idiot pay attention like but but yeah jillian anderson who is American with a British accent was a little, little odd, you know. But it's like I didn't like. What about didn't, the scene with her riding that horse on the, the beach? <laughs> like I felt like they were like because they had that twenty-one million. They're like, oh yeah, I got this vision what, of you riding on the horse. What if that was her one reason to be in the movie? Is like, right. listen, guys, uh, two two things. One. I get to have a British accent too, and two, I ride a goddamn horse on the beach, I f- and you're I, buying me a horse. I feel like I feel like somebody probably watched True Lies too much, and they're like, "Man, that scene where Arnold was like jumped the horse across the building, and well, no, he didn't <laughs> jump it, but it's just like, yeah." And Ben Kingsley's like, "Can I just be the opposite of Gandhi? Can I just yeah. be an asshole to everybody and be mean to kids?" He was a good villain type too. He was a pretty he, good villain. Like, he, you could tell he actually. He he was professional in the movie. You could. He, yeah, he was, you could. Like I, I don't. Know, I I thought that was okay. I liked how they stumbled across the way to short out their their headpieces. Mm-hmm. It was such a dumb kids moment. Right. But it was great. And I th- I liked it because it wasn't something that you kind of wanted to do. Like they all had to electrocute themselves, and it was just funny. <laughs> like I love when uh when the little kid does it and he like falls into the vending machine and he's just like uh oh he's like boom and he just yeah. like you see him go flying back and it's just kind of like. You know, it's not an easy solution, but it's a solution. Yeah. So the like, oh, and I like fake Helen Mirren. Yeah, that was weird too. It was like, just yeah. really random. Like they go into that building, and it's just like is some kind of like upper society fight club going on in here? And then it wasn't quite clear why, like why they're putting the humans in different sections of London. Yeah, and what that really meant because you. If you did the math, it's supposed to have been like five years since the occupation. Mm-hmm. One, the streets are way too clean. And then, like mm-hmm. I mentioned that to Mary, she's like, well, maybe robots took care of it. I'm like, I don't think they really care about that, you yeah. know? Um, and then, like, how do people get fed? Like, what was hygiene like? Mm-hmm. Uh, the one kid had a large supply of tennis balls that he used all the time. Like, where'd you get all those tennis balls at right, if right. you're stuck in a house for five years? Um, it was it was weird. It was really weird. There was, so there's questions that weren't answered, but 
it was a surprisingly fun movie to watch considering I had the lowest of low expectations thinking it was a silent film, thinking it was going to just be garbage. And you could tell that there actually was thought and effort put into it. And it wasn't the worst thing. It was basically a video game though. Cause you had different levels yeah, it was kind and, of a video game. and the kid found out that he could control the robots with his, like his mind and movements. It became very much like a video game. Like, and I was okay with that too, you know, yeah. like, uh, and the really cool cube, uh, spaceship with the drill at the end was cool looking. Like there was some some cool visuals. I liked when the robots went to sleep. They all folded up nicely into squares. I thought that was like, well, that's tidy. Robots are tidy people. Yeah, you know. So, um, yeah. I think the reason why we gave this movie shit though is that it is the it's it's a very stupid name for a movie. Yeah. You know, unless you're going like tongue in cheek, like 50s sci-fi. I feel what? like with that 21 million, they could have hired somebody to polish the story a little bit better i agree because i feel like the director did a good job and the production and even like the photography was good there was some really beautiful cinematography yeah too um but yeah the story was what really kind of hurt and the script a little bit yeah it wasn't it wasn't great um i did like the one buddy like of the of the main teenagers one of them were brother and sister and the brother he was kind of like that kid that always wanted to one up everybody and always was like, well, he was always the asshole of the group. And then every, every so often when he was finally put to task, he'd be like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. Like it was just kind of, there was some really funny bits with that yeah. too. And I loved the interactions and it was, uh, I don't know. I, this, it, for the wheel of death, this felt like, like we, we escaped a bad one. I don't know what we, yeah, I think like, we did kind of escape a bad one. I wouldn't say that, that it was like kind of a, a hidden gem that we found at all. But it definitely was not painful. No, no. So there you go. So, haha, wheel, you don't win this time. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So it's going to swing around another Hellraiser on his watch. <laughs> That's what, about 10 minutes in, I was like, well, this is definitely not as bad as a, a Hell, what was it? Hellraiser, what was it called? I think, Hell, that's Hell, what, I think that's what we all brace for now. And as soon as we realize it's not Hellraiser, we're kind of like, oh. Was it Hell, Revelations? That was the name of the movie, right? I don't know. Well, because I just want to say Hellraiser if anybody's not heard, listening to us no, talk yeah, about no, that. No, no, no. Yeah, there was, it was like Hellraiser 7 or 6. Yeah, because the original is solid. The, that one, not so much. All right. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's the wheel of death. So again, we mentioned on Patreon, our Patreon, uh, if you, if you donate $5 monthly, you get to pick out a wheel of death. So if you think that the robot overlords was too easy for us, challenge us, give us six titles. Um, not, not like, you know, um, every season of Frasier to watch (laughs) as a challenge, that would be too much. Um, but yeah, you know, just, you know, pledge and then give us terrible movies to watch and we'll, when we'll, we will watch them. So anyway, uh, now, uh, a bonus, because sometimes we just do this and then we don't do anything else. We actually have a game for our 100th. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> I forgot to do this during Robot Overlords. A robot. Overlords. I forgot to do that. It was Robot Overlords. All right. All right, so I um, we have 100 episodes, 101 technically, but whatever. Who's counting other than us? I found a bunch of different things online, and I'm just going to ask Joe if if it's over 100 or under 100. And over. You, you, okay, well, then you win. That's it. All of them are over. That was easy. No. All right, so I, I have a bunch of random stuff in here. So uh, welcome back, Cotter. Over 100 episodes or under 100 episodes? Under. 95 episodes, right? Um, Alf, over or under? Over. Uh, you're right and wrong. So original uh, 99 episodes original run 
it's syndication that became 102 because they, they had a couple like a sneaky episode they snuck in there. They or? had they, like one of the, there's like the was that they had a TV movie or something. They split it in a couple episodes. Uh-huh. Yeah, a TV series Wings over 172 episodes. Yeah, okay. Wings was surprisingly long, <laughs> right? Like, like, but do you? But is there times where you're just like, ah, Wings was pretty good. Like, I remember watching Wings and liking it. I vaguely remember Wings. The only thing I remember a lot about Wings is Tony Shalhoub. Yes, and also uh, Lowell uh, Thomas Hayden Church. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot. Think about that. that. You got Stephen Weber, who's pretty great, and then you have um, were they were they brothers? Is Stephen Weber and um, Superman's voice? Uh, what's his name? Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, yeah, shoot. Um, well, when I hear it, I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> oh shoot! Uh, his his sister's a famous uh, theater performer too. Um, oh, God. It's on the tip Daly, of my tongue. Daly's the last name. Tim Daly. Tim Daly. There you go. There All it right. is. I we did not it. Google that. All Woo. right. Woo. All right. Um, happy days. Over or under 100 episodes? Over. Okay. Bonus question. Uh, how many episodes? Just, just randomly. I didn't realize Happy Days ran as long as it did when I looked this up. 220. 255. I knew it was. That, that's a oh, lot. Yeah. Um, all right. So Quantum Leap. My One of my favorite shows. Uh, I want to say under. 97 episodes yeah, yeah i knew should have been another 300 i knew that quantum leap was one of those series that kind of like prematurely ended not prematurely but it, it didn't go as long as it probably should have no and i feel like at netflix now that you brought back mystery science oh, Theater, netflix is over 100 episodes netflix is over 100 episodes please bring back quantum leap i would love to see sam in the role of al now and yeah. just kim giving shit to a new leaper i would be okay yeah, with be, that that would be pretty cool yeah i would like that um all right, so enough with uh, TV shows here. We'll go with some actors. Uh, Sean Connery acted in credits over 100, under 100. Under 100. 94. Right. Here, this one's going to be tricky. Nicolas Cage over or under? Over. Under 87. What? But we know he's on a tear right now. We'll probably break 100 by the end of the sentence. You know, like he is, has so much stuff in post production, but wow. he's going he's gonna to break 100. Um, all right, <laughs> just because I looked this up. The Crazy 88. Where was it actually 88 uh, ninjas? No. Okay. Well, it was an over under 88. Over. It was under. It was only 40 actors that played in the Crazy 88. Oh. I just thought that was because uh, I was really curious because it was supposed to be more of a name than it was an organization. Well, like, like he even says that in the movie. Like he's talking. Uh, Bill's talking to Michael Madsen and, and says they took out. He's like, he's like, he's like, he, she's like, he's like, she took out 88 gang members and he's like it's not really 88 guys and he's like why do they call themselves a crazy 80 and he's like that sounds cool like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, just found, I was like i thought it was interesting that like not even like 88 wasn't even 40 actor it was just barely 40 mm. uh, all right so now just random stuff i found here uh the world ta- world's tallest stilts over or under 100 feet under all right 40 feet and 10 and two uh 10 and a quarter inches person walked 26 steps that's still pretty tall for stilts, you know. Yeah. yeah right. Um, <laughs> the world's longest hot dog, over or under hundred feet? Over. It is over. Want to take a guess at how long it actually was? One hundred and twelve feet. Six hundred and sixty-nine feet. What the hell? <laughs> what was it? Though? Actually, uh, let's see here. Um, that was made in, con- in conjunction with the ninety-six Summer Olympics. Uh, the Guinness World Records does not reflect uh, that record because they said the bun itself wasn't continuous, but the hot dog, you know. So, 
Um, yeah. Oh, because they probably put multiple buttons. It's just the dog. Yeah. So, oh, man, Guinness. Oh, I'm sorry. The 669 was the most recent one. The one for Atlanta was 608, and that wasn't recognized because they used multiple buns. All right. That would suck to have to like come up with the way to make that a dog bun. and the bun. Well, the dog, it's just like, that's just casing, right? So it you is. Just keep but, making, like, however you make a casing. But the bun, the bun would, would be tough. would be really hard because you gotta you got to bake it. Yeah, I don't know how you do that, you know, like, and make it that long without breaking it, you know? I mean, may... No, I'm not even going to think about it. <laughs> I was thinking, like, as it's cooking, you take it, you roll... This kind of It's slowly, like a conveyor, kind of like yeah. how they have those pizza yeah. conveyor belts. Like, Maybe. they cook the pizzas, you know? They just... I'm sure whatever it is didn't taste good. I'm sure it was just more for, like, you know, yeah. here it is. Uh, <laughs> more food stuff. World's largest pancake. Was it 100 foot wide, over or under? I would say Over. Over. It was not uh, the the was it the the biggest pancake was forty nine feet three inches in diameter, and um, it was uh, uh, one inch deep at its center, so it was pretty pretty wide but not very pancakey mm-hmm. in the middle. Um, yeah, that's a uh, I thought that was crazy. Uh, largest Twizzler over or under hundred pounds? A hundred pounds, I yeah. would say it's over. Uh, it is barely over. It, uh, it measured uh, twelve hundred feet and it was a hundred pounds. That's a lot of Twizzler. I hate Twizzlers. I like to just think that the Twizzler factory, somebody grabbed it and just was like, kept walking. And they're like, keep, <laughs> keep going, Chris. Keep going. Like, and they just. Ends up halfway out. Like, it's like, like, it's like the uh, the tape measure. When you like just want to see how long the tape measure goes, you just grab it and one funny. person holds it. They just keep going with that Twizzler. Um, which has more, our show's episode numbers or <laughs> or like episode numbers or, or, or Nina's Luff Balloons? <laughs> Oh, that would that would have to be our episodes. <laughs> because there's 99 left there balloons. There are 99 okay. left balloons. All right. See, I went weird with some of this. Um, Which I, was a joke in in the Star Crash episode. Really? Oh, I didn't realize that. Because I, like there was a scene where they were in space and like all these red blobs kept popping up while they were flying around <laughs> and he's just, they said something about like 99 left balloons. That's funny. Um, the Atari Jaguar, did it have more games under. or less than... Okay, under 100. Okay. <laughs> there were only like eight games. <laughs> That's not true. I know, but I'm so, exaggerating. Um, what's it? 67 games were for the Jaguar itself, 15 for the Jaguar C- CD, which gives a total of 82 games. Um, how many uh, copies of Action Comics number one are left in the world? Over that 100 or less than 100? Ooh... And that's a, the first appearance of Superman. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Well, I was just telling. Oh, sorry. <laughs> just, you know, just, Joe. Tell, just telling our listener. Um, I'm going to say over 100. Fewer than 100 copies. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's so scary. Um, it's like an endangered species. Right? I never really thought of it like that. Um, so, you, do you know Ken Jennings, the guy that won? Yeah. All the, the Jeopardy guy. The Jeopardy guy. So, the the streak of his games, was it over or under 100? I think it's under. I think it was in the 70s. It was 74. Bonus question. What was the name of the contestant that beat him? Oh, man. Uh, it, it, was it Joe Peters? No. Nancy Zerg. Oh, Z-E-R-G. man. He, the Zerg beat him. Oh, Z-E-R-G? Yeah. Oh, man. Zerg Rush. Yeah. that's. I thought you'd appreciate that. Mega Man bosses, are there more or less than 100? Mm, less? 78. All right. So um, who has... Uh, okay. I guess this is kind of a... You'll know this one off the top of your head. Who killed more people, Jason Voorhees or Freddy Krueger? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Jason. Yeah? So did he kill over 100 or less than 100 people? Over 100. 
Okay. So he's killed 146 people in 12 films for an average of 12.2 slaughters per film. Wow. And uh, uh, so with Freddy, uh, over or under 50? Under. Under 35 people. Yeah, because it's usually like four or five kids a yeah, film. Yeah, 4.4 maskers a film. All right. Yeah. So um, uh, how many solutions does a Rubik's Cube have? Is it over or under 100? Um, it's over 100. 43 quintillion. So, okay. I just figured that was a trick question. Then the last time, last question here of our game. Uh, Kenny on South Park has died more or less than 100 times. Uh, less, because I know they stopped killing him off after a few seasons. Yeah. So, this is kind of a trick question. He's died a total of 103 times. 80 in the TV series. Two uh, in the, the shorts. Six in other authorized TV parodies. I don't know what that means. Five times in video games and twice in the movie. And he was also killed uh, nine different ways in the opening sequence of the show. So there you go. That's our, it's our game of hundreds. We learned a lot. We laughed a lot. That was that. So, all right. Anyway, um, for a show that we thought was going to be hugely like double wide, we're coming in pretty trim here. So we know, yeah. we know what we're doing. Okay. Uh, so uh, next week, I know, uh, is Alien Day. Yeah. You know? Alien Day is coming up next week. Yeah. Um, so we'll probably be talking about aliens, uh, Prometheus. Well, we're going to, we're going to watch Prometheus and talk about it. Cause I feel like that's cl- a good thing to talk about in regards to uh, covenant coming. So we're going to talk about Prometheus and alien day. And so uh, anyway, guys, thank you for sticking around with us for a hundred, hundred and 101 episodes. May it be another 100, 300 episodes, whatever. And lots of uh, nine seasons, nine seasons, Morty. It's going to get real dark. Yeah. Anyway. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, be safe and we'll talk to you later. Yep.